You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 133. Today, we're talking all about how to reframe the refund. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wetmore here, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I am actually joined here in the studio, Wedmore HQ, with none other than my good buddy, my neighbor, and returning guest, Mr. Melvin Abraham. Hey, hey, hey. There James. he is. How you <laughs> it's doing? Good. It's good to be here. It's awesome to be here. It's good. You got to say, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> Guys, this is a really short Hopefully, it'll be short. Episode all about having a conversation about the dreaded R word, refunds. Refunds. I I actually, we were thinking about this before we started. I said, I only want you, our listeners, to listen to this episode only when you've just experienced a refund. Dun, dun, dun. So if you haven't, don't listen to this right now. Skip this one. I want to have the conversation when it's fresh in your mind and in your heart, when it stings, when it hurts, when you start to question everything. It's that bomb that you put on the uh, the scab. We, we are the Vicks Vapor Rub exactly. for refunds. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So we want to have a conversation. So we're going to pretend, uh, we're going to assume that you've just experienced one. And by the way, you know, if your friend has just had a refund. Maybe you give him this episode. Now, here's one of the reasons why I wanted to have Mel on, on the episode today that make this really fun and special. This guy who's crushing it just told me recently, how many refunds have you had? Less, less, I can count them on one hand. I think you can count them on like <laughs> half a hand. Yes. Like two. Yeah. That's like two or three. Nuts. <laughs> two or three. So I wanted to bring him in because I have one crazy goal. I sold four units, so. Yeah. No. <laughs> just, just kidding. 50% <laughs> refund rate. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. We should probably put a little bit more content. We're talking of hundreds of hundreds of units. His refund rate is going to be so low, it's not even worth measuring. It's not even worth putting a percentage at the point yet. And my goal, my intention for this episode is to reframe the refund so that you know and you believe not conceptually but you get it's a good thing so i brought mel on to here to shame him (laughs) 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 to say that there's something that might be hurting him this might be an indicator of a problem and what no he's doing awesome but this is something we need to talk about because people are under the assumption that no refund you know if i get a refund it means something's you know blah 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 blah. so we're gonna get into all that let me just start here and i'm gonna use you as a case study and i did not prep mel so we have no idea what he's gonna say i've not paid him to be here or, or to say a certain thing a certain way so we're just gonna have a conversation and give see me goes. a microphone with no plans is a dangerous that thing. is a very dangerous thing anything can happen so let me be straight or you be straight with me and let me ask yeah. you a question if you got a refund today would it bum you out or upset you in any way Absolutely. It does. I mean, okay. I, cause I want to understand, I want to, I want to understand why was it something in the program? Was it something we did? What was missing? Yeah. The reality is I, 
a lot of times we never get the answer, but but uh, yeah, I well you it, could, and we can actually get into. I think yeah. that's a great area to talk about. So, uh, so there is an upset there when a refund comes in, level of one to ten. Be honest with you, if you're alone and you you get that a ten being the most intense, where is that initial reaction going to be? Probably an eight. An eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Guess what? That's probably most of our listeners yeah. here. So this is why I'm having you on the show, and I appreciate you being honest and stuff. So let's see if we can work through this. Now I'm going to ask Mel a series of questions. He has no idea what I'm about to ask him, but you're going to ask yourself these questions, and it might be, you know, advantageous to you to write the questions down and answer the questions. Write the answers down as well. So. Since you've only had two, maybe you don't remember. <laughs> but I actually had one recently this week. Yeah, so, okay, so, so it was yes. it was recent. So yes. even if you have to kind of make this up a little bit, what do you say to yourself when you get a refund? What's like the what's the initial thing that you'd say to yourself? Got it. it being totally honest, probably the first thing is saying, oh, crap, she refunded or he refunded. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's usually something of... And then I start searching inside of me and saying, you know, where, I personalize it yep. and start asking... Did I miss something? What, what what was it? Did I miss something? Yeah. Good. Is there anything else? Because, because look, yes, when you say she or he refunded, you're stating facts. Yeah. But I believe, and what we want to get you to, our listeners, is that it's not the facts that's making this an eight of an upset for us. It's what comes next. So... You said, did I miss something? What would you say, if you had to guess, what did you make this refund mean? Uh, That's a great question. You know, I think that I personalized it in the sense Mm -hmm. of it was a representation of either the quality of the program, that they didn't find value in it, or it wasn't what they expected. Something was failing, and that failure was on my side. So what we're actually saying to ourselves is those things, and I think you're being very euphemistic about it, because if it's an eight, it's like... (laughs) You're saying, oh, did they, did they find the value in it? No, you're probably saying, crap, they didn't see the value in it, which means I must be what? <laughs> you know how critical I can be on myself. Yeah, so, yeah. so I don't go as far as failure because I've got a lot of reference points of not. Totally. But at the same time, it certainly created some uncertainty. Am I lacking something? Mm-hmm. Is the program lacking something? Is there something that I need to do that would have saved this? Mm-hmm. You know? and, and so I start to really start to question everything that we're doing yeah. in the program, <sighs> which is taking one occurrence, one incident, because each refund has its own circumstances around it, but I'm taking that and making a broad generalization that I think anytime we make generalizations, it's dangerous, yet we allow that to happen in our lives and we start to question and we start saying, well, you know, it's, it's yes. like the first time we get haters on, well, on, on the internet. Well, it's like what you said, you personalize it, but I think, yes, you're making a generalization about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we look at the other end, when we're making the sale or about to make a sale or someone tells you to go make a sale, all that stuff comes up about who am I? Am I worthy of this? Is it going to be good enough? Blah, blah, blah. If that's there at all, when you see a refund, it's like, boom, it's that same thing. It's like, ah, there's proof that you weren't. There you go. There's your proof, right? She told you so. Told you. And I want to offer that it isn't the act of the refund, but it's 
what we're saying to ourselves first and foremost that is making it such an upset because it's bringing up something for us that is much deeper that we're afraid might be true about us. And so we want to take care of this. Something I would, you know, offer you guys as two follow-up questions and we'll breeze by this because I want to get into some stuff. But once you kind of get that statement, which could be like, if they refund it, it means they didn't find value in my program, which means I'm not providing enough value. What does that say about me? I don't offer any, you know, and this is the dark place that yeah. we go with this. It's a, it's a, it's a death spiral. Yes. It really is. We then want to ask, what is the payoff? What is the benefit of holding on to this? Because we wouldn't do it if we didn't think there was a benefit. You know, what are we thinking you're going to get out of being an upset and a tizzy around experience that and that's something worth discovering but then ultimately what is the impact or consequence of holding on to this story or interpretation about a refund so let's just do that one mel because i've you know thrown you under the bus enough <laughs> put you on the spot enough so what do you think if every time a refund comes in it becomes an eight of upset for you which is pretty high yeah it is what is the consequence of continuing to do that when you say it that way it makes me start to realize like you said i've, I've had a handful of or half a handful of, of refunds <laughs> for um, being honest yeah <laughs> but if i start to imagine what would happen if all of a sudden in one week there were three or four refunds. Yeah. Oh, man. And I'm constantly in that state. You know, it starts to look at, well, how am I showing up for the rest of the customers? Mm-hmm. How am I showing up, not just for my customers, how am I showing up in my life? How am I showing up with my wife? How mm. am I showing up with my son? How am I showing up with my friends? Because if that kind of emotional turmoil is hitting you rapid fire, and we start to create this uncertainty, this emotional baggage of I'm not good enough, something's wrong, I gotta find it, I gotta fix it, and doing all that. We become preoccupied, we're not, that's that whole thing that I try to be, is we're certainly not present in the moment. Yes, and if you really, if we looked at that, especially when I know your values and what's important to you, we're talking about $1,000 versus the quality of life with the people closest to us, just to, because I was your answer, yeah. not mine. I didn't tell you to say that. And you're also looking at $1,000 versus the quality of value and experience being delivered to those customers that are loving your stuff and want to continue with you. You know, there's more of a consequence than we tend to realize. So from this, and these are questions you want to write down, is that, you know, Mel's initial response is, you know, what do you say to yourself when you get a refund? It's like, well, she refunded. That is what happened. Those are the facts as they are being, you know, documented in the history journals. And what we want to offer, I want to offer for sure, is that what takes us to an 8 or a 9 or a 10 intensity is what we say after that, which is, oh my goodness, I didn't do a good enough job, which means I mean, I'm not an expert enough and, and I'll never be successful. And what if everybody else refunds? And what if I go... And we just go to this worst case scenario. And it's, it's that language. It's that meaning or interpretation that we're having there that's actually causing us to be an 8 or higher when it comes to this. And the thing that I, that comes to mind for me, though, is that it's not just that momentary eight. It's the ripple effect totally. and the current that yep. you create. Because when I think about it and go, oh, gosh, how did it impact me? It wasn't just in the moment I saw it. 
it's in the moments after that and how it affected mm-hmm. everything. I mean, there's a huge ripple effect to it yes. if you're not careful. Yes. And what we want to do, and that's that's huge. Like the first half of this episode was getting you to hopefully have enough motivation to see that there's a huge consequence of not getting this under wraps because even though Mel can only count it on one hand, <laughs> it's a percentage game, which means if you double sales, chances are you're going to double refunds, which means you're going to have twice as many refunds that you've seen. So you got to get this under wraps. Otherwise, the consequence goes up and it gets worse. It's going to get worse. So that should be some motivation. So the real solution here is to create some new interpretations when a refund comes in. So we can't change the facts. She or he asked for their money back. Refund. But we can change the interpretation. And the first interpretation, which I think is the overarching interpretation that we must address, is that refunds are good. That's a hard pill to swallow for most people. Yeah, it is. In fact, I'm a little upset that Mel's refund rate is so low because... (laughs) And he said so. And I said so before the episode because here's why. If you had two scenarios, and I asked you this before the show, but I'll ask you again, even though I know the answer to this one, is I said, look, if you had two scenarios, one is a webinar where... You know, you had five people that were, uh, if you could just get inside their hearts and minds, you knew without a doubt, that shadow of a doubt, that they were a right fit for your program and they didn't join. That's option number one. You got some people to join, but there were five people on that webinar that you knew that was what they needed and they didn't join. Scenario number two, everyone on that webinar that needed this joined plus about three or four people that didn't. Which one do you choose? Scenario A or scenario B? It's scenario B is the answer without a doubt because we're in this business to make a difference. We're in this business yes. to have an impact. We're in this business to allow people to move from a space and a place that they don't like to a space and place that they do like, which means that we should be serving the broadest audience possible. We should be looking at spreading that knowledge and wisdom, the tools, the templates, the strategies, whatever it is, at the, the greatest amount possible, knowing that in so doing that, there'll be a couple of those that get caught in the net. Bingo. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's it. Now, you might not swallow that pill right now. You, it might take you a while to get this. But the quicker we understand that refunds are part of the game. This is what you signed up for. In the world of selling, it's part of the game, you know, especially when it's like non-service based. Like it's a whole other conversation that we're not talking about, which is like you fulfilled on services rendered. You did your part of the bargain and they just want money back. That sucks. When you're selling like an ebook or a course, like that is part of what you're signing up for. And the quicker you get on board with that, the quicker we can avoid these upsets that we're having that are slowing us down. They have more consequence than you realize, more impact than you realize. This is a part of it. And if we had to choose between, you know, selling light and not really what I call it, instead of selling, you know, people say like sell more aggressive. And I don't, I don't like that, that word. What I say is honor your offer and honor your past customers Are you doing a full honor to what you have and what you're presenting? And of course, to the past customers, like if they got on that same webinar or they sell that same pitch and they've already bought it, would they sit there and be like, 
man, I'm so glad I joined. I knew that was the right decision. I've had that happen. Yep. yep. And that's what we want to be doing because, you know, if you're rushing through, you're like, okay, guys, I look, I, I, I know it's a, it's a sales time and I, and I know if you're, it's not in the mood, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And we can always do better at that. Always. That doesn't make you a bad person because you sell and that needs to stop. You know, I think that this is a huge point that when we start to not just confine that interpretation of the refund to this, but start to look at the bigger picture. It's that thing that if someone is like, I think you, maybe you said at the drowning in the ocean, yes, yeah. the whole drowning in the ocean and yeah. you have the solution, you have the ability to save them. Do you stand there going, I'm not, I just, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, I'm not ready yet. Or, and I'm not going to sell that hard. Point is, is that you have a, the reason they're coming to you is they want a solution. And yeah. if you have the solution at some level, there's a duty to make sure that we find a way to try and get those solutions in their hands. Yes. Yeah. So refunds are unavoidable. If you're looking for an exact percentage, you know, it's different. It's always different. I've heard a great rule of thumb is, you know, around 10% is a good benchmark. You know, Mel's at like (laughs) 0.001%, which means chances are he could be doing a more effective job of selling that there are people that need his stuff that said no. Because he didn't fully communicate the value or address enough objections, etc. But at the end of the day, if you, you know, I always say, like, get clear on what you want, what you want. Now, if you're clear on what you want, and let's say you say, James, Mel, I want $100,000 from course sales this year. And that's what you asked for. And I, we get clear and we say, well, that, you know, that make you happy because, you know, people think money makes them happy and all this stuff. But that's going to have you declare about, and that was successful year for me. And we go back at the end of the year, and sure enough, you hit $100,000, which is what you said you wanted. But when we look deeper, you actually had 110000 in sales, and you had 10000 in refunds. Are you going to be upset, or are you going to be happy and content because you got what you actually asked for? So instead, why not just ask for a little bit more and put into consideration, factor in the variable of refunds are inevitable, and just own it. So that's the biggest, like, reframe interpretation we have is that we got to get to the place where refunds are unavoidable. They're good. They're an indicator that you're capturing everyone that is a right fit for your program. And sometimes when you cast that net, you capture a few people that weren't a right fit. And that is okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, I want to talk about a few other things. You know, I've always heard this that like understanding why is the booby prize? Have you heard that before? Like, yeah. so it doesn't always one, it doesn't always matter why, but I think in this case it does. Yeah. I think if we were to make a list of all the reasons why people refund, in most cases, if you're someone who like cares and you're genuinely concerned and like want to help people, if you're in that category and not the like rip off scammer category, then out of my experience, twenty percent of the refunds, maybe twenty percent of the total refunds, are on you. Yeah. And usually it doesn't come down to there was something wrong in the product. It usually comes down to I didn't clearly communicate this when I was pitching it. The expectations were off. And you can do, you can fix that. These are all solvable problems. A lot of people just go, I'll just add more. I'll just add more. I'll do, I'll bend over backwards, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wait a second. Maybe I just need to do a better job of communicating this. So there's always a lesson and opportunity available. So I remember that too. Like, what's the lesson here? How can I grow? What can I learn from this? But in my experience, that's only 20%. 80%, it's their stuff, and that's okay. We've heard this for years, that December 
is the highest refund month because people want Christmas money. So they're like, well, what can I get some money back? I mean, I've heard people refunding one thing so they could just have enough money to buy another program. I know people that have just said like, you know, I never opened it. I know it's past the refund policy, but I never opened it and I never used it. There's no responsibility. There's no accountability there, but that's not on. Well, it can be on you. We can take that on. I'll talk about that. But at the end of the day, you know, especially at that course level, you're not responsible for their actual actions. There is a line where your commitment ends and there it begins. Now, there's more that we can do to engage members and get them involved and get them to get started and to go through our stuff. That I'll give you. But come on, you're not going to go over to someone's house, knock on their door and say, open up that laptop. You press play on that first video. Damn it. It's, it's like me doing my algebra homework with my dad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, he just made you do it or what? Yeah, yeah, he made me do it. Sat over me and, and I was agonizing over it. You know? yeah, yeah, and you're not going to do that to your customers. We can't do that, especially at that level. And I think that we do, even if we tried, we do a disservice. Because mm-hmm. the, at some point, there's a level of responsibility that we all need to take for how we show up in our space, in our world. And I realized that through all the courses, I mean, you and I do personal development and business development, professional development like crazy. And I'm an absolute believer that I get, assuming that it's not some scam, like you said, I get what I put in. So yes. if I don't take the time to, to really go through it, if we know that the, the solutions that we have get results, you just got to just, it's basically, here's the recipe. You just need to add water or effort. Yes. That's it. That's the piece that we can't add for. I, I want to drill deeper on this because I think this is huge because, you know, what Mel was saying that was really triggering was he was like, I was personalizing. I was personalizing. He was going to this thing of like, what is it about me that causes this person to refund? And now he's saying, which is something so true, is that you, we get what we put into it. So sometimes, most of the time for a refund, they don't see the value. Okay. The value's there and they don't see it. That's on them. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many experiences I've had in 10 years. I will have someone sitting next to me who has no idea who I am. And that's okay. It's not, not an ego thing. Oh, you better know who I am. And I'll give them the same advice that I've given a high-end coaching client. High-end coaching client is like, that was amazing. That just blew my mind. The person next to me is like, yeah, I, I don't, look, I don't know here. Okay. And they're like, F-, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they choose. That's their yeah. choice. To not see the value. That has nothing to do with me because I said the same thing to two different people. One got value, one didn't. So they're the different variable. It's them. And that's okay. And we have to be, we just have to be okay with that. They might not be ready. They might be, you know, at a different level of experience, consciousness, awareness, whatever. So that's the first thing is that like none of this is personal. It's not. I can see it in a lot of them. Okay. Like they're just, it's their own stuff and that's okay. It's okay. But it's not personal. And if you're ever taking it personally, that's where it's going to be an upset and we've got to attach that personal. It does not mean anything about you. Remember, refunds are unavoidable. It's okay. They're supposed to happen. They're supposed to happen. You're okay. Hopefully someone who's listening is like, yes, I got that. Okay. The second thing what we do, this is very hard. This is the hardest thing ever. We send our refunders off with love. Now, there's exceptions to this when they're like awful to my customer support team, like 99% 99% they're just dead to us like I've had them just come in and say awful things to people that just work for us they're human beings with families and they just want to like rip them a new one for no reason you know that is I can't send love to that person I'm still I'm still human trying to evolve to that place but 
someone says this isn't a right fit, blah, blah, blah. I send them off with love. We've literally sent them off with love. My wife will send a card in the mail with a love button, literally sending them love in the mail and just like, hey, you took a chance on us. It's okay that this isn't a right fit. Maybe later we're a right fit. Maybe never. But we still thank you for that. Because here's the thing. There's that whole phrase, right? Like, they're not going to remember what we say most of the times. They're not going to remember all that. But they will remember how we made them feel. I want us to all part on good terms, no matter what. So that's something. So don't take it personal. Send them off with love. That is hard to do because in the moment you're so upset because it's such a hit on the ego and it's such a, it becomes this conversation of right versus wrong. Here's how they have wronged me in my business. And here's how I need to be right and justified. Elevate your level of thinking above to transcend a conversation of right and wrong. Send them love from a place of saying, this was bound to happen. It's inevitable. The more refunds I get is an indicator to more effective selling. And with every refund, there's 10 more amazing people that are getting incredible value and i'm grateful for all of them i actually sent one of my refunds a a video a personalized video what'd you say in the video she had a specific reason why she refunded and so i i reached out to her i sent her a personalized video that said hey i you know i got it i know my team is processing the refund right now you know thank you for like you said thanks for taking a run at it and i understand that it wasn't the right time but if there's anything I can do to support you or anything you need in the meantime, just reach out to us. We're here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that I got a response to that email. She said, keep my seat warm. I'll be back. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, you know, and she wouldn't have said that no. if you didn't do anything. Yeah. Now, the third thing I do want to add here, especially if you're like, James, but it's so hard every time I see one of these. Okay. So what are you doing to insulate yourself? What are you doing to not see this stuff? And that's where having someone in support, my team's not even allowed to tell me like, hey, this person wants to re... <laughs> They don't need to tell me. So at this point, like I don't get, there's very, very little that comes into my awareness and perception anyways. It makes it really easy. This is a big thing. And I hope they're yeah. listening to this because I log into yeah. my account right now. And if there's a refund, it's in red. And it's freaking red. <laughs> All caps. Yes. Yeah. Like you go, oh man. And, and here's the thing too. It's like, if you've ever given a refund, Chances are there's a part of you that, you know, there's two types of that. I think there are, there's like the, like, I am so upset and this is how I'm going to get back at them. Or there's the, like, I need a refund or I want a refund. And now I've got to just justify it. So either way, when that refund's coming in, it's going to have a reason. It's going to have something attached to it that it makes it really easy for us to personalize. And we just, you know, I want to talk about elevating and all this stuff, but like at the end of the day, if you don't see it, it's going to, especially as soon as it happens, like if it's in hindsight, where like you're doing like a quarterly P&Ls and it's like, yeah, that last quarter you had a few refunds, but you still made this much. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's not that bad, but it's in that moment when it's like, man, that's a, can be a smack in the face. So yes, those are my big things. Anything else? I think you kind of hit the big things. We got to realize that we're in this for the long, long yeah. journey. It is part of the it's part of the game. Nature of the beast. Of the journey. It's the nature of the beast that we're in, and we always. I think if we always attach ourselves to the higher reason we're in the business, mm-hmm. that's making a difference. Yes, that allow us to transcend some of the feelings and be willing to examine what we're doing, what they're doing, where that line is, and how we go forward. There's a great quote I want to leave you guys with. 
the quote goes something like this. I don't know what the key to success is, but the key to failure is trying to please everybody. That's not our job. We're not trying to be everything to everybody, but we are the right thing to that right person. That's what we're here to do. That's who we're here to serve and how we're here to serve. And that's what we need to continue focusing on. Thank you guys so much for listening. Mel, how can we learn more about you? Go to my website, melabraham.com or thoughtpreneuracademy.com. And I'd love to hear from you. We'll link that up in the show notes. Mel, thank you for joining us on this bonus episode. Awesome to be back. Back back on the show. I'll be back. (laughs) I'll be back. And we'll see you guys all on the next episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.